Juked Radio, presented by Follow Black Dollars and sponsored by Wristwork Custom, customized bracelets. We're back. We're back. 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 We're back. Late than a motherfucker. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Late than a motherfucker. We would not be on regular radio, but that's why we're where we're at. Yeah, because anybody got time for that? Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Richie Carlisle, Crooked Halo in the building. Um... Yeah, this past weekend, let's take a break. We had some life situations pop up. Um, but, you know, everything is good now. Everything is good now. Um, so, um... Until the next situation. Right. You know, There but, will be others. Yeah. You know, shit, you know what? Shit happens, man. Shit happens. That's why you have PTO. Man. <laughs> man. That's why you have man. PTO. And that's why I stockpiling in case for situations like this. <laughs> Situations like this where you have to just uh, sit your ass down. <coughs> you have to sit your ass down, man. So, <coughs> so what are we talking about today? You know, I had had a topic. And I don't want to talk about that anymore. Really? So, what we're going to talk about is what do you do when you get to the point when you're absolutely fed up with your job where you're at and it's not because well whatever it is because whatever the situation is when when you get absolutely fed up how do you handle it do you keep going do you not show up do you go and have a poor performance? How do you regulate your feelings of complete frustration and disgust at your current employment situation when you know you can achieve more in a different environment regardless of any type of money they may have offered you or will offer you? That's real. The, the struggle, the struggle to just say, you know what, I'm done. When that clock goes off on a Wednesday morning and you look around and you're just laying there like, really? Is this what it's come to? Do we really have to go in here? Should we really go in here the way that we're feeling? <laughs> and that's what I'm saying, you know, because, you know, what, what Baker say, you woke up feeling dangerous. Right. You know, that goes both ways. It can motivate you to put in some of the best performances of your work life. You're, that's what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He's only a second year. On the flip side of that, 
you can wake up feeling dangerous and give not one iota of a ant gnat's ball testicle hair nut fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Um, If anybody says anything to you once you arrive at said place. And it's not as if you're walking in with a major attitude. Mm -hmm. It's walking in with a feeling of fed up. Like it, it won't take but a little bit for me to say something or walk the hell up out of here. Right. As you said, everybody has been in that situation. So how do you rectify it? How do you get through it? That's a lot of people in their younger younger days would just not show up. Would just not show up. But what do you do when you're fifty three? What do you do when you're 33? And you got a newborn. And there's a baby that just so happened to ended up being twins because it was missed on the multiple ultrasounds. Just thought it was a fat baby. Ooh. Until delivery. Mm -hmm. And now you've planned for one, but you got two. Man. And you hate your job. And you hate your job. And this is not a, we don't get in a, a debate about, we don't get, we ain't got, to, that's not what that is. I don't want to hear judgmental Judy, keyboard warrior, sons of bitches. Keep your ass in the bed, roll over, change the station, I don't know, but don't fuck with me today. What do you do? Everybody lives this life. Nobody is leaving up out of here alive. No one makes it out. <laughs> okay, it's not going to happen. You only get whatever little bit of time that you get while you're here. Mm-hmm. So, if you choose to use a lot of that in the old mindset of needing to stay with a company for X amount of years because you got a 401k and you need to get a pension, all of that is gone. It's 2000 freaking 19. We got people doing just the dumbest of the dumbassery I've ever seen in my life. And you have people that legitimately argue against being able to go to a job no matter what it is, no matter what area of of your life that you're in whether you're a teenager whether you're in the 20s whether you're 30s 40s 50s 60s whatever and have the audacity to argue that you don't deserve to be able to live off of whatever job that is whether it's at a gas station whether it's at mcdonald's whether it's at the trap house motel People out here really feel and believe you don't deserve to whatever check you get on Friday. You don't deserve to be able to go to the new Myers in Avon or down here to this. What is this one over here in Cleveland? Heinen's? That's in the Higby thing. That one. You don't deserve to go to Whole Foods to try to eat healthy. You're regulated to Aldi's. Save a lot. Family Dollar, 
because that's all that you're good of good enough for that's what you look at what you do you work at a gas station man you work at the dollar tree you don't deserve to be able to have your check come on that friday and have your medical insurance taken out and have your pto time taken out and have your 401k match taken out and have your fica and your social security taken out and still be able to pay your rent knock at least one of your bills down to a zero balance right and not pay the minimum due on everything else because you work as a janitor yeah because you're a substitute teacher you don't have the full certification who the hell are you yeah it's it's real it's, it's and that's the thing it's it's sheer arrogance, man. It's it, it, that's it, exactly it, it, what sheer, it is. It's arrogance and coming from a place and of ignorance. Classism. Exactly coming from a place of ignorance because what you've been taught is you have to have certain educated levels, certain degrees, certain credentials, certain certifications. That's all fine and well and good. But if you actually take a look at the reality of the situation, ninety percent of Americans are walking around with student loan debt. Man. And out of those, how many of them are actually working in any of the degree fields that they have the debt for? Newsflash. They're student, not. Student debt isn't just for college either. And it's not. And the messed up thing about it is people don't understand how a lot of the things are tied into keeping you from the ability to be like the neighbors. Be like the Joneses. The student loan debt. The non-existent neighbors you see on TV. Exactly. Student loan debt is the only debt that's actually counted against you like a credit card like a car payment like a house note you can't get rid because of you sign a promissory note for it you promise to pay it back and you you can't get rid of it for that 30 year because that promissory note is a 30 year note so you sign up the length of a mortgage when you take out student loan debt that's not a grant or a scholarship so if life happens and you don't end up like diamond and you can't go to the strip bar and you can't make the cash to save up the money to continue your schooling most likely you gotta leave right man woman whatever the hell you are because you can't afford it but you still owe that money back mm-hmm. and now because you, you owe that money that what you went to school for you know you don't get no money or you're not good at it not only that but you mean it because you know your parents and your mentors exactly said, this was something that to this field exactly for x y z for x y z reason you like and you don't doing. like what you're doing but because you you or you're, again you're have, not good at it you don't have an aptitude for because it. you have drank the kool-aid and this is what i gotta do i gotta go to school i gotta get a degree i gotta do this that and the third no what you have to do is you have to be able to live you have to be able to survive. You have to be able to keep a roof over your head. You have to be able to eat. You have to be able to pay your utilities. You do not need a degree to do any of that. No. What you need in this so-called land of the free, home of the brave, is simple motivation to do what you're supposed to be good at. Mm-hmm. And that's where people get it twisted. I see so many comments 
online when people especially when it comes to the, uh, the the biggest topic which to me just pisses me off i can't believe that you people really think that a 15 dollar federal minimum wage is just going to be so disastrous for not for, for the economy and it's just you're so fucking retarded look at where we're at now look at what they're doing now to avoid not only paying you what you're worth but to avoid paying your health care which they're mandated to do <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So if you're somebody that's walking around with two master's degrees and you're working a six-figure job and your insurance because the company that's paying you that money is pissed they're paying you that money because not only do you have the experience but you have the educated credentials backing the 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 requirements for that type of a salary. Oh, where are we going to get it? Where where we got to get our money back? We got to get our money back on everything else, the benefits. Hence why at some chicken farm in Bumblefuck, Mississippi, 700 people can be taken into custody and people are like, well, whatever. Okay, but where are the 700 people that are going down there to take them chicken picking jobs that don't pay no benefits and don't pay no money? That's that's almost a thousand jobs open right there. Where y'all y'all not heading down there to Mississippi? Right. Come on now. Don't be the hypocrite that you are. That you portray yourself to be online and in real life. <laughs> you know? You're not going to You're not going down there. You're not nobody from strawberries. Uh, You're not. I'm gonna tell you what. I can guarantee you ain't nobody from Northeast Ohio. Going down there in the middle of Mississippi with swamps and shit in a chicken factory? Y'all not doing that. They not even finna go out here and go deal with the Amish. And the Amish got good shit. Man. Let alone snapping chicken heads all day. Cutting off the feet and bagging them for the people in the South that like chicken feet. Because there's a market. A major market. Gizzards. Market. So that's what you get to do all day for 12 to 14 hours a day for pennies on a dollar. You're not doing that. Well, they need to hire him legally. That, that man that owned that stuff knew exactly what he was doing. Because if he had have hired them legally, that meant he'd have to pay them legally. And give them benefits. And, and give that. them benefits and everything else that you people bitch about. Because it's just so appalling to you that the next human being that maybe didn't come here like your Eastern European family. Oh, let me tell you what I did the other day and it felt fucking great. Oh, I got that some bitch too. Oh, I was yelling at people out the window, driving down the street, right? And uh, <laughs> it was so funny. He was so mad. There was this dude and he, he said something to... Um, she she had a high job on, mm-hmm. so I he said something to her and she looked and I said oh I said oh I know <laughs> I know yo Polak Eastern European wherever the fuck you came from Palmer trash living sons of bitch ain't got nothing to say to her wow I know you don't oh. and he looked over like where did that North come from Ohio ethnic man listen. <laughs> Listen, I went all the way to fuck off. I mean, don't you dare 
Don't you dare! Your people did not have. They didn't have no type of legal nothing. Nines, none of that. Nothing coming up over here in Parma. I said, if you don't take your ass home to Becky so she can finish your damn pierogies and get the hell out of my sight (laughs) before you go viral, man. Got his ass in his car and went on. The dude, because I was at my little, uh, my little. That's where we was at. I was at my little gas station coming from work. And it's a little gas station. If anybody know, if uh, if anybody know where you at at Independence, and you know you come down Broadview Road, and you know you got that little bodega in the gas station. That's right where it was. Well, see, and it makes no sense because that area has a huge, huge number. It's a huge number in Northeast Ohio for not only Muslims, but Eastern Europeans. There's, I mean, when I used to manage out there, my staff in Seven Hills, the majority of those people were um, what used to be the former Czechoslovakia. Um, they were from Syria. People were from everywhere in Eastern Europe, in Eastern Europe over here. So don't sit here and act like coming to seek asylum is something that is just so not done. Because I'm going to tell you something. You got a whole ass city out here that's founded on motherfuckers that came to seek asylum. So don't mm-hmm. don't act like it. And the nation in of itself. Exactly. So the whole was an asylum seeking enterprise. The whole argument is a testament Allegedly. in how stupid people are and how easy it is to divide because I saw somebody said well they need to come here legally first of all he's he's changed the asylum laws so he's made it more difficult and if you can't tell me what the original laws were before this jackass got in here and changed them I'm gonna need you to send all the way to fuck down because you have no you have no ball in this argument you you didn't find out anything unless you was watching the news watching Fox or on Facebook so get the hell out the conversation. When we do our political show, don't I told y'all don't. It's not something you don't want to be a part of. It's really not. It's really not. But for real, like when you when you've been in a place for two years, three years, mm-hmm. and you have like given your all to an organization, you worked hard, and it's just not working for you, and you're fed up, but you're still co- you know what you know what sometimes. In situations like that, the best thing for you to do is to get fired. You know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of times people look at being fired or terminated from a job as a negative experience. It's not. And when you're at that point where you're fed up, you need to get fired. You need to get fired because what that'll do is that'll force you to see other opportunities, you know what I'm saying, with other organizations that you're better fit for. Or it will give you the push that you need to start that business. You know what I'm saying? Or chase that dream that you had. That you had. Right. A lot of it. A lot of it can kickstart it, but a lot of people got to remember, especially depending on what state you're in, Mm -hmm. getting terminated, fired does not automatically mean you will qualify for unemployment. Man. The state of Ohio loves to deny unemployment you usually have to apply to a minimum of twice well a lot of times uh companies that terminate you particularly in ohio they'll fight it they're not only fight it but they offer you the the uh they they give you some sort of a severance Mm, so that you're not eligible for it yeah and that's the thing but and if that severance offer doesn't come because you weren't under contract because normally that happens when you had some type of a contract 
in your employment like if you are a mortgage office loan officer an insurance agent you know somebody that normally signs contracts when it comes to a pay structure you'll be offered some type of severance for the everyday person that works you know wherever they're just trying to get call center usa you know it's not going to be the case because you're if you're especially if you're in ohio you're an at-will employee Man. You know, and they—that's why you normally got to well, apply yeah, twice. That, you know, being in an at-will state, they offer you the severance so that they don't even have to get into the discussion of unemployment. It's just cheap. you'll know that when they terminate you, mm-hmm. because you'll—they'll tell you then. And if they don't offer that or tell you anything about it, you're gonna have to get on try <laughs> to get unemployment. Because <laughs> and even then, companies that say, "Well, we're getting unemployment for for what X amount of time." Exactly. A month later, it's cut. And that's the thing, too, is a lot of companies, um, one of our guests talked about this a couple of weeks ago, where they will keep you for X amount of months up until a certain date. That way they can let you go and they are not legally required to pay you unemployment. Because unemployment has parameters. You have to be within the company for at least six months, you know, before you can, as a, as a full-time permanent employee, before you can apply for um unemployment so if you are <laughs> five and a half months into it five months 28 days yeah you know, and you're like this shit ain't for me in 17 minutes you might want to <laughs> wait the weekend and go on in there and at least make it to a thursday you can't uh, make it to a thursday i don't know what to tell you but you know what all the shows you know for you know for our listeners that have been rocking with us since the beginning the different shows that we've had from the interview process and surviving training and just different topics that we discussed and avoiding certain co-workers or situations you know if you follow those steps then you know when if and when you get to that point where you're terminated or you're ready to walk away that that time period will be a lot easier for you you know what I mean it'd be a lot easier for you and you'll be in a much better position, you know, to endure that, you know, if you avoid the <laughs> the workplace snitch, man, slur, um, you know, the 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 toxic boss slash supervisor, you know what I'm saying, or you avoid talking about certain topics at work, you know what I'm saying, you'll be able to extend your tenure for sure, you know for sure, because that's the thing too. We talked about that. If you're seen as somebody that's always negative or always in the middle of whatever foolishness or drama they got going on in the workplace it won't be too much of nothing for them to get you to hell up out of there with the quickness real quick but we'll we'll take a break and we'll be back talking more about what do you do when you've reached that when you've reached that point when you are completely fed up you're laying there the clock is going off you didn't hit the last snooze but yet you still lay there you arguing with yourself. You know, right. Like, you just you just watching the clock get later and later and later. Like, do I really, really, really want to go job. in here? I don't need this job. Right. Like that, and that's the thing. Like, I need it. But do I really need it? <laughs> like, could I go back to slinging? I don't know. Inc. Right. You don't need it. You, you need it. Because everything is back. And man, because we talked about this. The, the, the onboarding process, all that good stuff takes weeks, months, almost these days. There's no such thing as, 
you know, really being able to walk, to, to hit that snooze and not get up and then go somewhere and find a job the same day, shit, unless you got to end with a temporary, sta- with a staffing agency, right. you can forget it. You know, or you have to be like in the sweet spot of your career. Man. Where you're like probably 10, 15 years in, in a particular industry mm-hmm. where you have connections where you can say, hey, who's hired? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You got to have the, you got to, you know, be it. Your network has to be strong. Mm-hmm. And you got to be in that sweet spot because you have too much experience. Meaning if you're an older employee, like at retirement age, they don't mm-hmm. even look at you. They're like, you know what? You're too old. We can't afford you. And we're not going to pay benefits in case you stroke out in here. At all. We'll be back. Man, you hate the radio. I despise what? it. I hate it. Tune in to Clutch Players University. You said who? Clutch Players University. Clutch Players University. Yeah, man. When? On Saturday at 1. Get out of here. I'm not lying, man. Clutch Players University. Clutch Players University. When? On Saturday at 1. Are you listening? Clutch Players University, Saturdays at 1. At 1. Tune in to them on, on WeUpRadio.com. Clutch Players University, Clutch Saturdays players. at 1 p.m. What's up? Stop tuning in. Saturdays at 1 p.m. on WeUpRadio.com. That's what's up. I, I checked. Previously on OG DJ Radio. I had a conversation the other day with this girl, and, and she said she saw a girl, and she was like, damn, she got a fat ass. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> why would you say she got a fat ass to me, though? That don't sound like something I want to yeah. hear. You know, I ain't got nothing against homosexuals, but I'm not one, and that sounded kind of homosexual. It sounded a little gay. She was like, well, what you mean? It's there. I can see. I said, well, how would it sound if, as a man, a man came to you and said, damn, look at my dude uh, jogging pants. He rocking the f*** out of them <laughs> Like, huh? <laughs> if if like, another nice, man, that's a nice bulge. Man, if another nigga <laughs> seen another man's pants and talked about his package, that's gay as hell. That's it ain't no gay. understanding. Yeah, that's gay. That's gay. So and then she said, "I'm not gay." I said, "But that definitely sounded like a homosexual comment." Right. I understand sure. that you appreciate a woman's body, but from my perspective, that wasn't just a comment. That was homoerotic. <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn. erotic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was that made me think yeah. of a threesome. Tune in each and every Friday night, 4 to 6 p.m. on WeUpRadio.com for OG DJ Radio. Radio. Oh, my God. I love OG DJ Radio. WeUpRadio.com. Yo, what up, everybody? This is Indica Spitz. You are listening to WeUpRadio.com. That Ghost to Don EP nice as EP for my man Ghost of Don. Yeah, that shit's called On The Money on all digital platforms, all media outlets, Google Play, iTunes. Make sure you go get that shit right now. Fuck that I had to cuss. You heard the new single, What A Love? It's crazy. Go download the EP right now on the money and follow my man Ghost of Don. Ghost, D-A-D-O-N 79 on IG. Follow him right now. Go download the EP on the money. Saying it's gonna quit, but it's still going on. Y'all gonna kill the right one. It's gonna be on. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. Tune in to OP Nation Talk every Thursday, 7 to 9. Right here live at WeUpRadio.com. 216-772-3393. Hosted by Ray Sharp, Councilman Ernest L. Smith, and King Swisher. Every Thursday, 7 to 9. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised.
This is Goldie Montana. You're listening to WeUpRadio.com. Reggie Clemens, insurance professional. Losing a loved one is hard enough. Worrying about how you will handle final expenses only adds to one of the worst moments of your life. Let Reggie Clemens help you address this very important need. With over 12 years experience, Mr. Clemens has the knowledge and wherewithal to help you deal with all situations. No exam is required for most plans. Auto, home, and renter's insurance is also available. Call 216-925-6577 for a free quote. That's 216-925-6577. Reggie Clemens, insurance professional. What's up, world? It's your boy, Big Squeeze. Each and every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m., we at Radio.com. Check out the dopest show in the world, you heard me? Yeah, me and my homie Mook, we go out here, we go hard with the real hip-hop heads. We got that dope shit. If it's hot, we gonna play it, believe that. Tune in to the jungle, baby. Big Squeeze, Mook, 6 to 8, we at Radio.com. Yeah, what's up, world? It's your boy, Big Squeeze, host of The Jungle, each and every Friday, live at 6 p.m. Right now, you listen to WeAreRadio.com. Hey, I'm Danny. A few of you may know me, or at least think you do, but there's so much more than what meets the eye. Cleveland's own Hazel Green is back with another book of amazing tales. Danny's Tales. This self-published author always bring the heat. Follow my girl on Instagram at Hazel Green. That's Hazel with a Y, Green with an E. 216. Twitter, that's the same thing. Holler at him, man. Make sure you support the movement, because it's moving. Also, go to hazelgreen.com and purchase that for the low. I'm sitting here alone. I wish I had someone to help me play with my words. Make sure you enter my world with caution. Yo, what up, everybody? This is Indica Spitz. You are listening to WeUpRadio.com. South niggas, yeah, yeah. ball and G. Yeah. Right, right, right. The moment you've all been waiting for collaboration. Come on now, yeah. let's go, let's yeah. go, stop, let's go. Let's Come go. on. From the underground, bad boy from the mound, spit it how I live it, keep it gutter. That's how we get down. I wanna see you get it from. Let a nigga know what hood you from. Everybody with me drunk as fuck. Break it down and roll it up. Bag it up, a girl like you, a nigga like me can't pass it up. Rolling by. Niggas supposed to 
Oh man, man. Joke well, radio. Man, we have radio. Dollars. We have radio. Dot com. Man, Jeffrey Epstein allegedly killed himself in the in the jail. Um, if you've been under a rock and you don't know who Jeffrey Epstein is, Jeffrey Epstein is a very rich and powerful white guy who was a pedophile and a sexual predator and did what rich and powerful white guys do, which was fly in all types of different girls and women at various ages and stages of their lives and had their ways with them sexually, him along with other rich and powerful white men. Across, so, all, across all industries. Across all industries in the world. I mean, the ties that this guy has are ridiculous. Rest in peace. Um, so, <laughs> you know, uh, Friday, Thursday, Friday, he's awaiting trial. He was locked up. They denied him bail, just like R. Kelly. And he was locked up awaiting trial um, on sexual trafficking charges, and sexual predator charges. And last month, he allegedly tried to kill himself then and was not successful. Right. And he was supposed to be on suicide watch. So, uh, as he awaits trial, you know, if anybody, a lot of people, if you've ever been waiting trial, <laughs> you know that there's a discovery process and there's a process where the prosecution and defense get to have a look at what each other has uh, as evidence. It's called the discovery. Now, a lot of shit came out in those documents that, in the words of Ned Isaacoff from Seinfeld, they named names. Man. And that cannot happen. You can't have proof of (laughs) pedophilia from these rich white men they can't have it they won't allow it to come out they'll buy and sell whoever they need to man so that's like that's the one situation and exactly i mean that's what it is they will buy and sell whoever they need to when it comes to anybody finding out that they a like boys or b or have any other sexual perversions that don't involve women and involve little girls so yeah they're gonna buy and sell whoever whoever and exactly so you know the evidence that came out the documents that came out you know name names and this morning people were waking up to the news that jeffrey epstein was found dead in a cell now again he was supposed to be on suicide watch so suicide watch means i believe somebody is in there checking on you every five to 15 minutes Mm. so a, you so, were on suicide watch. So Nicole from Atlanta said, uh, "This man has multiple passports mm-hmm. set up. He might not be dead. You know, this is true too. People at high levels that can help him commit suicide and disappear. This is also true. Yeah. But I would he's go like, with. He's like a billionaire. He he is a billionaire. Oh, but yeah, they yeah. just caught that other billionaire white guy down in Mexico that had been on the run for four years. Him, same thing, multiple passports. I think because of the evidence and what it what it ties these powerful people to, mm-hmm. he is. It's like John Wick. He's excommunicated. He's got to die. <laughs> you know, John Wick. Yeah. You know? Excommunicante? Yeah, he, he <laughs> Epstein is excommunicante. He is no longer in the club. 
he is yeah, done. No, no, no none, none of them. He, he can't check into the hotel. His coins go are gone. <laughs> all of that, yeah, all of that is absolutely positively gone. Because when you and think about it, I mean, as old as I am, and I'm not that old, but I witnessed a lot of things coming up in the '90s that we, a lot of these young people don't realize. See, there was no social media then. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of um, coverage when it came to a lot of things that people were doing. And the coverage that was on it came from sites that the, the, the mainstream media shit on, like the Drudge Report. You know, some, uh, and, and, now, and we're finding out now that the National Enquirer was using the ability to take payments to kill stories. Mm. Because a lot of the shit they had was true. So if you go back to the 20th century, Which and you think Trump about... Kept, Trump kept a, He kept them on cash. Uh, exactly. Cash exactly. So <laughs> you, you go back to the 20th century, and you think about all the headlines and shit like that. Right. A lot of these famous rich guys, Trump included were involved in quite a bit of fuckery and shenanigans straight debauchery when it came to women and what they did but 80s and 90s there was no quote unquote evidence unless cameras everywhere everybody wasn't walking around with a handheld high definition camera and even back then everybody wasn't signing non-disclosure agreements when they dealt with these celebrities a lot of them weren't non-disclosure agreements are a standard today but they were not a standard coming up in the time of studio 54 the 80s the 90s there were no ndas there were clubs out in la and new york that freaking child stars could get into and do whatever drug they minds could desire why do you think all of them is dead from different strokes except willis all these kids from the 80s, all of them were able to be in adult situations 70, at 80s. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. Classic case, the biggest case, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore was in rehab at the age of 9 years old. What was you doing at 9? What were they doing to her? At nine, she was a child. However, her family, Hollywood family, the Barrymores, who her father was, people don't understand. You got to go back, and there's a history of that. Because, see, sexual predators, sexual perversions, a lot of that shit, that's genetic. Yeah. A lot of that's genetic. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those are uh, the family secrets. Mm-hmm. And just Family like tradition, and and exactly like, and if you dare to speak out against it, that one especially uncle, if you were in a family that had old long money, hence right. Barrymore's, mm-hmm. and the only reason she was she the outrage was for her then was begin because she was so young at the time America still gave a shit about kids. Because they don't now. Because they really don't now. They, they give do a damn more about, a about dogs than they do about kids. Because I don't know why That's people why think. And they feed on this whole gun situation. Exactly. Well, I mean, listen here. It ain't even about the whole gun situation with the kids. They don't give a shit about kids. They don't give a shit. Americans don't give a shit about anything that's except that's gonna that they perceive is going to take away their right 
which to to bear arms and it's not any other amendment or any other uh bill of rights that they're concerned with it's the gun so yeah let these little white boys continue to shoot up the schools continue to shoot up garlic festivals and target maxims they don't care Walmarts. they don't care just like the what the 20 year old white boy talking about, oh i did it to test test my right to bear arms so now we're gonna have you know strapped emotionally fragile white kids walking around with ak-47s but when the black panthers was doing it they, it was a problem it was gun control that's why we have gun control if it wasn't for the black panthers we wouldn't have that we phrase. wouldn't have it that phrase wouldn't even exist it would not even exist if the panthers hadn't did it first Ronald and exercised Reagan. their Ronald constitutional Reagan. right to flex i mean seriously and that's all it was without the black panthers a lot of you trash ass motherfuckers that's on welfare wouldn't have wick mm. that was a program that was started by the panthers After you know what they lunches. did that all that stuff was started by the black panthers they Breakfast were the ones that made sure the women in their neighborhoods had what they needed to take care of the babies made sure they had milk and the, gov- eggs, the government cereal. kept them and reappropriated their program. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and told you you can't have a man in the house to get it. Mm. So, mm. don't sit here and cry for Jeffrey Epstein. I hope he is dead. And I hope they are There's pissing. There's a hell. I hope he's in it. Right. Like, I hope they are pissing all up and down his esophagus. I hope he got about 17,000 different demons in his asshole right now. And I mean, man, just waiting. You seen the movie Airplane where they waiting to slap the woman? Yeah. That's what I hope they waiting to do to Jeffrey Epstein deep, deep in the 17th reaches and bowels of hell. Man. You disgusting, perverted fuck. Right. And anybody that thinks it's okay. staff record label and as a motherfucker. You can join them. You know what I'm saying? For real. Period. Now, back to the subject at hand. <laughs> How do you keep yourself and get out to get out of that frustration of not wanting to get up and go into your job on a on a random Wednesday morning, the clock go off and you just keep hitting snooze. And you hearing the voices in your head list the pros and cons of not going in that motherfucker today what do you do you said you actually having a really you have you having a staff meeting before <laughs> you get out the bed yeah looking at <laughs> yeah reasons to go to work reasons to go to work and it's it's crazy because in this day and age it's very difficult like we said before going to break it's very difficult to just have that feeling where you know what i'm sick of this shit i'm not going in ever again in that motherfucker like you don't even want to go back and clean out your desk like fuck it y'all can have whatever's there right i you know for a long time i never brought too much things too many if any real items too oh i never work. bring anything personal to work because I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm not gonna take that that walk with the box no well not only that but i'm that motherfucker that don't care and i will catch a snooze one day and wake up and be like yeah i ain't going in there <laughs> 
I mean, the old me would have did that on day on a regular basis. But like I said, you could get it was easier to do that, you know, at six o'clock in the morning and you could go to a staffing agency at nine and be starting somewhere either the next day or, or that Monday. next or that Monday. You yeah. can't do that now because now uh, even these staffing agencies, their processes have gotten so ridiculous. Like the whole point of y'all is to be able to get somebody into well, a temporary job for you until you take these uh, typing tests. Right. Like I'm not. I don't. What? What? I don't need. Come on now. So what? The, what does the job do? Right. And then that's the other thing. That's the other thing. There's one particular staffing company that will have you come in, and it's like a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour process to go in and sign up with them because of that. They got they having you do all type of testing, and then they got you doing the tests on old-ass computers, old big-ass mouses, like everything. You know those keyboards with the super deep keys? Yeah. And the hear hard clickety-clack-clack-clack. Clack, clack, them shits. Like, nigga, right. come on now. I no wonder y'all got and, and and then you go through all that you got to take a picture for an ID and then they never call you for an assignment ever. All right, why did I waste two hours, three hours dealing with y'all? I could have had lunch. Cause man, I could have went and talked to somebody and made and, me an egg sandwich. Man, or I could egg sandwich. I could have put my cash app app and made at least twenty to thirty forty dollars. Right for the time. Uh huh. You know, so. Again, the staffing agencies, at least that I've seen recently, they just are not about placing you with the quickness anymore. It's they're just as bad as trying to actually get hired into a regular company because their onboarding processes have not got have gotten ridiculous. But that'll be what we talk about next week is the staffing companies, staffing agencies, and staffing temping. A- oh my god, temping. That's what we'll talk about next week is temping and the yeah. staffing agencies. Like you know, because on the West Coast, it's like it's a way of, like the West it Coast is a way of life. It is, and some companies and some states you can make it happen. And I, a lot of these staffing comp- staffing agencies, they they offer benefits, they offer direct deposit, you know. And as long as you show up on time, and you don't get any complaints, you okay. You may not be a permanent hire in at a company, but guess what? That agency is always going to have somewhere for you to be. Always. You're representing them. You're there on time. Mm-hmm. Oh well, can you be there? Sure can. Yep. So that's what we'll talk about next week is staffing agencies and temp companies and temping uh, as an alternative. You know, and I read an article uh, a couple of weeks ago of this lady that lives right here in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And she's a writer. No, she's not a writer. Well, she's a writer and an educator. And she went like five years without getting a job. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And she had, you know, she had did the temp thing and, you know, um, the, the tempting thing, the um, the freelance writing thing and found all sorts of services and things of that sort because you're like, you know, for whatever reason, she had got to the point where she just fed up with the whole process, you know, and it was an adjustment. You know, her first couple of years, you know, she had to like find out where are the the different pantries mm-hmm. for food and the whole nine. Like in Northeast Ohio, there are a lot of resources available for you if you are in between jobs or if you're poor. A lot like, of that depends really, on like, the state. Yeah. I mean Ohio if you're gonna be poor, you might as well live in Ohio. <laughs> 
You want to be poor if you want to be poor anywhere in America. You want to be poor in Ohio. Man. You know what I'm saying? Because of all the different resources that are here Shoot. in Ohio. You want to be poor in a major city where at least you know you can go and get somewhere to live. Because Ohio, a lot of the resources are, are county dependent. Mm-hmm. And so by county dependent, I mean if you are not basically Cuyahoga County, Franklin County, um, Hamilton County, any of the major summit county um any of, the majors, summit, yeah. me, uh, any of the major metropolitan areas where you have over two million people everywhere else does not get the same money allocated to the same um programs so because i get that all the time where people will be like well you can't just uh, you don't understand lorraine county does not get the same type of money that cuyahoga county gets to fund a lot of those programs right. so lorraine county does not offer a lot of the same programs and people are like what it's that's what state federal that's how federal state money breaks down the federal money is given to the state the state is then allocated is is up to them to allocate it through the rest of the state in a fair and balanced way mm. and most of that is dependent on how big the metropolis is because it doesn't make any sense to give all 88 counties equal amount of money when all 88 counties are not not only is it not going to be enough but all 88 counties don't warrant all necessary services i mean ohio has a huge amount of amish and mennonite people Right. There's not going to be a need for a lot of social services programs for a county that's full of those people. No. Because they're not depending on They don't freaking deal with electricity. You no. know, they don't deal with <laughs> a lot <laughs> of the modern. And that's what I'm saying. Like, they just, exactly. They don't need heat, heat. They don't need PIP. They don't need food stamps. They grow their own shit. They make their stuff. So a lot of these Amish counties are not even going to have any really probably any type of a budget for anything. And if they do have a budget for it, it's a small budget. Yeah. It's not like even the last they time they have some money allocated for like a uh, medical emergency. But that's about it. Like you or that or you if you need to um, get like a refrigerator, things that you would be able to get a credit on your taxes so by getting an energy efficient refrigerator washer dryer car seat for the kid because they well they used to have one on there for the car seat but with that tax cut that you (laughs) yeah folks lost a lot of shit on that shit that's why when i see people talking about i got no 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 (laughs) <laughs> no, nah, no, no, uh, but okay. <laughs> um, but no, so as far as what different companies or not companies, but what different counties have to offer as far as the different programs to help people get on their feet, you really want to be in a state where. If the, cost if of, the cost of living is major. Exactly. Because you can have all those resources there just there. because of that. Yeah, you can have, all those, you can have all those resources, but the cost of living is extreme, like a Seattle right. or right. Los Angeles or New right. York. And, it, and, then it's, and now you have more, it's, it's, it's more options available to you to try to get back together versus... In a state like Ohio, where our total state population is nowhere near what a city population would be of a Los Angeles, you know, or, you know, 
Texas or something because you know Texas is huge. Right. You know, so and and not only is it a lot of people, this the land mass of Texas in and of itself is huge. How much land mass that takes it takes up, and that's Texas. why with us like with people, I don't understand. Y'all act like Mexicans. Like, hello, Texas was Mexico. We we took that. Like they Texas, was there, California, all that, the whole damn Southwest was all Mexico. <laughs> that you know, was Mexico. All of that was Mexico. That's how you know you dumbasses didn't pay attention in history and social At studies. All. California, like you weren't like the Alamo and all that Oregon, other shit. That was not nothing to be proud Arizona, of. That was us slaughtering people as usual. Right. <laughs> you know? that, that's that's par for the course. Right. As usual. But anyway, when you get to these different counties that's how the money is allocated so being able to just wake up in northeast ohio if you're not in cuyahoga county is completely different than waking up and let's say you're in freaking wayne county oh boy you know and Wayne County, we, <laughs> man, yeah, uh, so you know it's not gonna be too much of anything happening out that way. So again, what do you do? Mahoning County, <laughs> man. <laughs> Hell, even outside of Cincinnati, because Cincinnati is Hamilton, Hamilton County, um, and even though a lot of those you know little suburbs within them. I was down there recently, and it's just like, yeah, it's, it's the same all over. And Cincinnati swears just wants to be in Kentucky, so I say just chop it off and give it to them. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was worthless uh, any damn way. Not be missed. No, no. Like I could have. <laughs> man, there were so many other places missed, I could have been. No, but um, yeah, I was, I was just like, are y'all like, I, cause are I couldn't with us or what? Right, cause I couldn't figure it out. I was down there like, am I right. in Kentucky? Be like, are y'all are, are y'all Ohioans or what? Right, like pick with a the side, side. side. Y'all still got y'all part of the Confederacy, man. And that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Like you know, they lost, right? They lost, right? Bad traitor. But anyway. Right. Um, that's a whole, man. <laughs> that's a whole different story. But that's that's gonna be part of the poli- the politics show, right? Um, y'all cheering for the losing side. Mm-hmm. So, sounds, so sounds it's heritage, so your heritage is losing. Sounds about white. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, so like slavery and losing. <laughs> <laughs> the oh ability to get out of that frustrated mode. So let's say you actually was like, okay, the last news then went off. Now you you gonna be late. You know you are gonna be late. So but, but right now you only you only looking at 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 the most fifteen minutes. So you still within your your frame, and you're not somebody that's normally late. Late. So it's like okay, they they when you come in, they won't know the struggle that it was for you to come in there. Cause you, you know, y'all, you look, oh yeah, just a little bit backed up on ninety or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I had, I had a bad mood. Yeah, just a little bit. Everything was a little bit slow. Oh, okay. Well, First okay. of all, you know, if you're late for work, man, just say, you know, sorry, I'm late, and, and leave it at that. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you late, you late. Whatever you say, it's not gonna. <laughs> it's no. not gonna help. No. I mean, you're already no. late, so just you know. Man, and I was always out of mind frame. Like, if I'm a late, I'm just gonna go ahead and get me my frappe. Like. I'm planning to anyway. Uh, I was, I'm already late. I ain't gonna mess up my routine. That is the official mindset of African Americans mm-hmm. worldwide. Yeah, well, I ain't gonna and mess up African Americans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that, I mean, that's the thing. When you 
get there and they don't realize the struggle that it was for you to actually get up and come in there some gun now you got to go through the rest of your day so what do you do do you do you look forward to lunch do you look forward to that first break and at those particular crossroads of the day do you stay you know when, uh, when I comes, was going through that situation I would hope that it would be the day where they would bring in pizza <laughs> or sandwiches like please let this be the day where like give me happen. a reason oh great sandwich spread right okay <laughs> oh is that Panera oh everybody get a box Oh, okay. I'm taking all these sandwiches back. Man, let everybody get some and then keep an eye on where they keep the extras. Mm-hmm. Let everybody eat. Oh, we still got them. Told the HR lady, hey, hey, hey can I have those? <laughs> I need that. Well, most companies, if they're worth their weight in salt after everybody has eaten, at least, you know, gone through two, maybe three times, whatever's left, they'll put it in the break room. Mm-hmm. So and then, then it's a free for all. And see, when it goes in the break room, that's when I bring out the to go bag. for real it was like shoot especially if it's Panera Mm. oh I bet I'm about to eat that the rest of the night right a zoop yeah and bring bring it in bring it in in the morning and now I haven't had zoop yet because see I don't know if it'll ever top Susie soups that was down in Tower City yeah, it's killing the Susie soup. Yeah, I don't know. I it got, is. I got I, I'm telling you, it I is. I don't know. I don't know. I'm telling you, you know, because that old woman in there cooking that junk. I said that is the best damn yeah, chicken papakash. Probably her for her recipe or some shit. It's Man, because I'm stop. like, I that chicken papakash she had in there, and then she had a creamy chicken soup chicken uh uh chicken noodle soup. Oh man, and the chunks of chicken was like size of fifty cent pieces. <laughs> and the carrots was he I mean I said now this was soup supposed to be junk had me spending thirty dollars a week on soup. But it was good soup. Anyway, um so what do you do if they don't bring the spread in? If it's not free lunch day, piece of day, what are you doing either mentally or physically to ensure you know, you're at that, that you're staying. If you're at that point, you're most likely applying for jobs on the clock. Well, you definitely <laughs> are. You definitely are. I've seen it. I've seen, people, I've seen people walk through, and I've been looking at their monitors, and they'll have Indeed or Career Builder up. Right. You know, or they'll have their email up, or somebody will be walking off, and you can tell they're on a phone interview. You know, and right. my thing with that is, as the company, the company should realize that there is definitely some room for improvement if when people work for you they feel that it is blatantly okay to search apply respond to other jobs or if like if you come in on the clock on your computer people assume you have oh you have an interview today right (laughs) right (laughs) <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. And you're doing all of this on the company computer. All IT has to do is go in and show anybody, like, you know what, this is what so-and-so was doing today. And boom, they pull up all your emails. They pull up all your search history. That's what they do. Companies have a right. You sign that away when you sign the employee handbook. They do. So if you so want to do that, get the app. <laughs> not, on, not only get the app, but get the app. don't do it on the company computer. Yeah, that's dumb. 
But I mean, if you're especially fed, if, if you don't up, have any if, prospects, if, if you're fed up, then you're doing that. You're you're not. You're going to do that regardless. But see, if you don't yeah. have any prospects, you need to do that in moderation because you want to try to get some prospects going. Maybe a couple of phone interviews under your belt before you say, "I'm gonna just start looking," you know, while I'm at work on their computer when I can pull out the apps on my phone. And a lot of people, that's where they're leaning. And I get. Especially if you have two, three monitors at work, you're going to have, you know, a, a tab open with something down in the desktop, you know, and then minimize it when you need to maximize it when you need to. And if you got common sense, you're actually browsing under the either the private or the dark tab in Google Chrome. So <laughs> there's no, you know, there's no history of it. Job but, honey tips from Juked Radio. But I'm just trying to tell you, you have to make sure that you're keeping yourself out of the line of fire. You know, especially if maybe that frustration and it stems from when you're a woman. Maybe it's, it stems from you were getting ready to get your freaking period and your period came the next day. A lot of women realize don't realize how hormonal we get in the pre-leading days up to menstruation. And yeah, there's P, it's it's PMS, but a lot of women in this day and age don't recognize all of those symptoms. And it's not automatically just yelling at somebody. You understand what I'm saying? That's not what it is. It's so much other things that go into that. It's just being, it's being tired. It's feeling sick. So a lot of that can play into an alarm going off at 6.15 in the morning. And you feel like you got little people jumping up and down on your uterus. Do I really want to go in here today? No. I don't think I want to go anywhere. Nah, I'm just going to come. <laughs> you know, men don't realize the level that their testosterone plays in their health. Varying levels of testosterone, whether it's too high or too low, not only affect your libidos, meaning your sexual drive, but also affect how you are regulating your emotions. And a lot of men, they don't want to hear about hormones and things like that. But a lot of men got to understand your body is made up a certain way. And as you age, depending on your family history, certain things will begin to manifest itself. So unless you're somebody that knows your family history and has, and has been proactive and has taken precautions on things like cardiovascular disease, um, and, and, and different types of cancers, you don't know how it's going to manifest itself in you. You wake up one day, you don't know, you, your B12 might be down, your PSA is the prostate-specific antigen. Those levels may be off. That's a huge marker for, con for prostate cancer for men. Testosterone, low, le low levels of testosterone is a huge marker for diabetes and cardiovascular disease in men. Vitamin D deficiency, same thing. So as we get older, especially up and out of our 30s, your body is now starting to catch up with whatever you did during your childhood, whatever you did during high school, whatever you did during college. If you were an athlete, and you ain't played nothing, 
you're feeling it. If you're 45, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to start feeling it. If you haven't kept up a healthy lifestyle, you've got another probably hopefully 40 years to go. Mm-hmm. You need to continue getting your body back, get that muscle memory back, stay healthy. So a lot of the frustration that you can feel laying in the bed in the morning one day can be caused by your body telling you, hey, maybe you need to go get looked at. There might be something going on. Yeah. You don't know. You got to pay attention. You could be just absolutely positively frustrated the hell out of the job. And the stress and the frustration that that is causing you is manifesting itself in now physical ways of making you sick or bringing a added stress to your body that's something that maybe it would have been latent, maybe not have developed until you were in your 60s. Now it's popping up in your mid-30s, early 40s. All from working a, a, a job in a, toxic environment. in a toxic environment or just trying to work to keep a roof over your head. You know what? These, the scam called inks is like literally killing people. They are. They you know are. I'm saying like the stuff that <clears throat> the stuff that corporations are allowed to get away with in terms of like, you know, shitty pay benefits, you know, and the hiring and practices and mm-hmm. the whole nine. It's, 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 it's truly, you know, people talk about we got to save the world and save the environment. I mean, you know, your the workplace, in my opinion, is an ecosystem of all itself. It is a whole completely different ecosystem, and that's the whole main reason. We got to save that work. This that's the whole reason for the show is because mm-hmm. people got to understand we got to get rid of the damn scamco inks. We you have to become vigilant. You have to understand the type of work environment that you're working in, so that day doesn't come where you're laying there in the bed and six fifteen, and your alarm is like, "Are you going to get up or not?" Mm-hmm. And you laying there, and the dog is looking at you, the cat looking at you, the parrot is looking at you, the kid is looking at you. Like, is anybody gonna get up and do something? Man. Do I really need to go in here? Mm-hmm. And then you think about everything that you have to deal with when you go to this job. Not just the different personalities, but the the drama, the bullshit. Like that's why you come back to you know A Ball and MJG don't want to drop. Nobody wants drama at work. No. People want to come to work, make their money, and go to hell home. Right. And at the very least know that when they get paid, they're going to be able to pay something. Mm-hmm. May not be able to pay their rent, their house note, and they in one check, which you should be able to. Which you should, for real. And anybody that says different, you must not have ever had to pay a bill in your life. Right. You know, you, you must, you are, you are a kept person. Definitely. Kept definitely because <laughs> I don't know what it's like to not what oh man be able to pay everything in one bill and in one check and then the next check be able to save You're it. Obviously, the offspring of helicopter parents, man. And that's a t- phrase that I learned like about two three weeks ago. Like you know, again for you, for those that know me, you know I work in insurance, and you know one of the products that I sell is uh, homeowners and renters insurance. So we have like around this time of year, we get an influx of calls from parents calling in to purchase 
you know, renters insurance policies for their kids who are going away to college. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you're dealing with, you know, a, a, a segment of the population whose parents pay for everything. Rent and the renters insurance and their car, everything for these kids while they're in school. Mm-hmm. And they're calling. I want to get the policy for my kid. I'm like, uh, we need their authorization. Mm-hmm. Like, huh? I do everything from like I understand, but but that's an adult. As an as an adult, jackass. But that's the these are the people that are making these fucking um, thoughtless statements. These are the people the that are arguing against a fifteen dollar federal minimum wage. Yeah. This is this is the thing. The people that that will do that, and it's like, okay, I get going off to college and helping your kid, but the idea of college is for your kid to understand and get a taste of what the real world is, and right. the real world includes bills. The real world includes you not having a renter's I'm insurance not even policy. It, to be honest with you, but it's like the you know I get the kid on the phone. The kid be like thirty. Well, see, that's that's doing too much. You know, the kid be like, well, you know, there was a guy. There was a guy. What was it? Last year, late last year, that tried to sue his parents because he was like thirty some years old, and they wanted to put him out, and they stopped his allowance, and he tried to sue them. Mm. Yeah, he made he went viral. I think it was like last fall or some shit. Some thirty five year old guy, and he goes viral. I'm like, I can work. Well, then why don't you? Why are you suing them? Their job fucking with you was 18. They're, they're, they're done. They didn't have to anything, do shit else I mean, after you know, that. According to the law. And yeah, they didn't have to do anything after else after 18, that. 18, that's it. And, you know, I don't agree that a person is mentally capable to take care of themselves at 18 at all. I don't. You know, I really don't. Especially in this day and age. Maybe, maybe 100 years ago. But I would have to look at the home environment. You know what I'm I would have to look at the home environment because a lot of some uh, some people can be extremely capable yeah. and get it done at 18 and not be a complete screw Train up back. and get it done and and do what they were supposed to do. But I w- I, that's, that's the happened. exception more than the rule. Definitely the, the the exception. But I mean, the thing is, is that you know you got you know these parents is calling in these kids are like in their mid to late twenties. Mm-hmm. I'm like your parents are still paying your rent and you're 30 you're but they're also still fostering the ideas that the daughters need to find a husband and get married and then that way they go from mom and dad taking care of them to the to, husband to taking care, care, of them, care of them and yeah. whatever they want to do they don't have to really bear any responsibility or accountability for because there's always going to be somebody around to take care of them that's why you have emotionally fragile white guys that can't work through their emotions about anything because it's such a double standard in how a lot of these kids are raised and where a lot of them are coming from so the guy that the the, the dude that shot all those people in el paso who specifically said he was targeting mexicans this motherfucker drove nine hours Drove nine hours, and then did you see the picture? I was about to say, did you see the picture of the house that he came from? This dude, for y'all that didn't see the house, had to be a million. That house, to give y'all an idea of the house and the upper white Republican family this guy came from, his house was somewhere over there in what was that? Gates Mills, uh, Pepper Pike, Beachwood, living in Ohio. You know those, those million dollar homes, Bath, where LeBron had his house. There, that's that's the type of houses. These are the people that are shooting up the school. Right, right. Entitled 
highly entitled, titled, you know, never wanted for anything in their life. White kids that were, that were that got shoved in the locker. Yep, they got shoved in the locker. These mm-hmm. are the people that are shooting up schools. These, these, you know, these aren't even, you know, poor white people. No, <laughs> that grew up in the because <laughs> then you could say houses, right. Because then you could be like, okay, so it was white trash doing this. It's not no, white trash. it's not. It is not white trash. This guy came from freaking the middle of Westlake when the house that fucking what was his name Ray Ray owned when he was playing for the Browns. Right, like you over here in the million dollar house, killing people. Johnny Manziel and Avon Lake, and you just decided to drive nine hours with an AK forty seven and shoot up a Walmart because you don't like Mexicans. Yeah. Somebody should have shot your of fucking these head off. That get shot up are in well to do communities. Yeah, well, because the whites don't want their kids mixing with those kids at all. But and it's but like okay, your schools are the ones getting shot up, right? Which goes to you know, because Tyrone and them ain't shooting up they shit. Nah, and they deal. You know, you know, kids get you know black kids. Will fight. Kids get bullied all the time. Yeah, and they'll a lot of them. A lot of them they will fight mm-hmm. before they'll go. And that's the messed up thing about it. Like when it comes to black kids who are bullied, a lot of them will will fight and kill themselves before they, they even think the thought even comes in their head of going to a gun and shooting people. up in school and shooting up they're a school. They're not gonna shoot the school. They're gonna shoot themselves. Right. Or or, or shoot the person that's bullying them. <laughs> and then kill themselves. And then it, it right. even gets to that point, right? You know what I'm saying? Whereas you have these hyper rich white boys killing every damn body, especially because a lot of the fathers don't talk about emotions. They don't communicate. A lot of these people live in these picture perfect houses and got nightmare next door type shit going on, where there's some type of mental, physical, verbal you abuse. Like such a nice guy, right? Like there's, there's too many true crime reality shows out there about just that. You don't know what's going on in somebody's house. So if your child is to the point where they motherfucking want to shoot up a, a school and you didn't realize this motherfucker was this sweet in the head, right? And the thing is, what makes it so sick is that the mom actually called the police. And said, "Hey, um, I'm concerned about my son." Yeah, well, he was white. What was he gonna do? Had he been black, they'd have came and got him. Yeah, he'd be in jail now. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, had it been with a bogus gun charge. Exactly, exactly, and that's exactly what it would have been. It would have been handling weapons under a disability or some shit. They if it had been, yeah, if it had been a black kid. And a you know a, a, or somebody you know not white calling in talking about they got AK forty seven police would have been there quick fast and in a hurry right and we that's the story we were heard in Ohio getting murdered in Walmart for right. holding a BB gun that, that was in the sold store. in the store <laughs> yet yeah, you let the white guy come in the fucking store with a strap a strap strap with over a hundred. Rounds. How did I mean? How y'all let that go in Texas? In Texas, where everybody got a goddamn gun. None of you motherfuckers fired at him. The only good guy was the was the was the black guy that was in the military that was at the shoe store next door. Yeah. Which is our. You know what? The thing is, is that you know we gotta have a show of reparations. Nobody wants to talk about it, but it's like time and again. It's always the black guy. <laughs> I mean, that, the black guy saved the Waffle House. That saves the nation. Yeah. 
it, it was a black man, Christmas Addicts, that was the first person to die uh-huh. for this country. For this country. It was a damn nigger. Black guy. It was a nigger. Was the first person don't want to don't wanna break bread. No, don't want to break no type of money. But like, hmm, we don't know. Well, they're not suffering anymore. None of them grew up in that. It's, I mean, for real, it's all, you know what? Worst come to worst, it's always the black guy that comes to the fucking rescue. Black athletes that deliver so many gold medals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jesse, so many. Jesse Owens, at the height of the Nazi regime, gave the biggest fuck you in history to a dictator by winning gold. Oh, and they you done better there than here. And that's the fucked up thing about it. That's the fucked up Out thing of about mouth. it. Uh, and that's the fucked up thing about it. Because when he got back here, he was still a nigger. In Cleveland. Uh-huh. <laughs> on a worldwide stage to say fuck you to Hitler on a worldwide stage only to come home and be told you can't use this water yeah, fountain. Ohio Buckeye. Man. You know what I'm saying? That's just crazy. And that, it's like, if only, I mean, for that alone, y'all need to just cut, shut the, cut the checks. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, if they do, it's gonna be just like Dave Chappelle said it was. Motherfuckers gonna lose their mind. Mm-hmm. Come, you gonna see niggas riding down the street with Newport trucks? And you know what? For people say that, but it's like, so what? Let let it be. Well, my no, let not only that, but if it's all going back into the economy, what do you care? Why do you care? Because see, that's the type of thing. Day, so me, if you give me a billion dollars in reparations, I'm stopping at every roadside fruit vegetable stand I see on my cross country trip across this country, and I'm going to say who got the best fruit. Why? Because <laughs> I got a billion dollars, and I can buy whatever piece of damn fruit on the road that I can buy. Why are you Why are you counting my pocket? Right. Just now, I wish that people would. If I want to travel and eat at corned beef spot diners, yeah. if I want to do my diners drive in and drive tour, if I want to go on a Hennessy and you know cognac and Kush tour, man, <laughs> coming soon. Listen, <laughs> and we got, we got, we we got some good news coming for that. That's about to be announcements is coming. That's about to be some lit ass shit, man. But yo, for real, for real, I wish Americans would just say, "We like y'all fucked up." We, we want y'all to remain fucked up. We don't want y'all to... And that's the real reason. They don't want to see... You know, they don't want to see... It's know, like I say with, with, Christi- with Christians. Happen. Don't use your don't use your religion to yeah. cover up the fact that you're an asshole. Just say you're an asshole. Yeah, just, just, say, just say you like... Because in no way, shape, or form, if you... Especially if you call yourself a, show, a so-called Christian, never in the history did he tell you to hate anything. Right. He told you to hate love the, one another. He told you to love one another, and he told you to hate the sin, right. not the sinner. So if he's telling you to love one another, that means he's supposed to love Tim and Jim, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to love Hannah and Anna, and you're supposed to love Habib and Mohammed, and and the Polish guy that makes the pierogies, and the Czechoslovakian guy that had the applesauce, Julio. and the German guy that got the brats, and the Mexican guy that got the tamales. And you know, the African guy that got the Sambuska. I mean, you're supposed to love everybody, allegedly. So just because you want to claim your religion is what is your moral fiber is allowing you to hate and be an asshole, fuck you. You're a hypocrite. That's not what it says. It's nowhere near what it says. That's not what any of them says. But you wouldn't know because you're listening to a lot of outside sources. <laughs> so that's a whole different thing. Man, whole different thing, right? But these people, as far as 
getting up and just being so frustrated with your job. And let's say now it's lunchtime. You done got through lunch. They ain't bringing no food. If you got a place that's only a half hour lunch, you really just looking like, what the fuck? If you got an hour lunch, it's like, okay, well, maybe I'll go get me a little nip. Mm-hmm. You know, give me a little take, go get me a little shot somewhere, and then I might feel all right. Because yeah. there's something about a shot at one thirty in the afternoon, or a margarita. <laughs> you know, margaritas are great. You for know, lunch. definitely. If you have a margarita taco lunch, you 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 can get back in there. You can go back after lunch. You're like, all right, I ain't got but four, three, four hours left. You know, to knock out. Because I don't know about you, but when I go to lunch, I try to come back and only have minimum amount of time left. I don't like going to lunch early, especially if I have to work like a, let's say I have to work like an 8 to 5. I'm not going to lunch at 12. I'm going to lunch at 1. And if anything, I'm trying to push it to one thirty, mm-hmm. So I can come back at 2.30. Right. So then I know I'm leaving at 5. I ain't got but two by the time I look at it, i like, oh, it's time to go to break. 3.30. Oh, well, shit. Well, let me sit here and go over here to this vending machine. Damn it, it's a quarter after four. I, Shit, I, 45 you know, minutes. I like my breaks to be every two hours. I don't want to be working no more, no more than two hours at a time. <laughs> I will do my breaks when I feel the two need breaks, to two get lunch, two a break. break then two because it's out. like if I'm coming in at eight and I'm working eight to five, then I'll probably won't take my break until about eleven. Because I know I'm not going to lunch at 12 o'clock. Uh, if anything, I didn't already came with some IHOP or something. So I didn't eat breakfast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, because I didn't smoke. So I didn't eat. Mm-hmm. So 1 o'clock, 1.30, leaving at 2 o'clock for lunch is, is not nothing. Because now my breakfast is finally wearing off. Right. So, yeah, let me go in here. I could care less about a break. I'm going to go hit the rest of this. Or here. <laughs> 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 you know, do that or heat up the rest of my food, whatever it is. Legit Radio has relocated to Colorado. That's funny. <laughs> Shit. And for real. Um well people forget it's legal here medicinally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but is. um then it's time for lunch and you know, you can make if you can make it through lunch, you can go back to work, you know, with a with a you better attitude. Than what you had when you came in because now you didn't eat and most likely didn't have no lunch. Well, no, but see, by that time, if that's the case, if you know you didn't have no money, most of the point you no, you didn't necessarily make lunch, but you might have that one work friend that knows something ain't right. And it's like, well, come on, they they got you for lunch, you know. Yeah. You could all, you, that's the type of because that's the type of person you are. You mm-hmm. don't necessarily ever have to be at work, and you know you was broke when you got in that motherfucker. But you gonna eat lunch that day because somebody got you. Somebody gonna look out. Is you're that type of a person that somebody will look out for you. Right, making friends at work. Right, <laughs> but I mean, this is not to say. But I mean, this is what I'm saying. The person that is that's somebody that you actually click with. Now you may or may not hang out after work, but the relationship is to the point where, oh, uh, you ain't got nothing for lunch. Well, come on, we finna go over here. Well, I didn't, I didn't ask you what you had. Come, on, let's go. What do you want? I asked you what you wanted. That type of shit. So you go back. You get back from lunch. You didn't eat. Maybe had a little nip. Now, next thing you know. You got two and a half hours to go. All right. You got a whole nother break. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the second break. Oh. Next thing you know, it's 445. 
Well, shit, let me start shutting down. Shutting down your monitors. Go get your stuff, you know. Get your keys ready. Pull your charger out of the wall so outlet so you don't forget it. Get ready to go. Next thing you know, it's 457. Oh, shit. See you. I done made it. I guess I'll see y'all tomorrow. And now you done got through your extremely frustrating day. Mm-hmm. And most likely, nobody knows the struggle that it was for you to come in there that day. Mm-hmm. If you got half a brain in your head. Because if you walking around there with an attitude, looking crazy, talking shit, they're going to send you home. Right. And the thing is, is that, you know, if you're at that point, you know, if you're that, you know, honestly, if you're, you know, that point where you're fed up, then, you know, you you definitely want to, you know, seek, you know, counseling, you know, if it's available to you, you know what I'm saying? You can look at your companies and see if they have any type of wellness benefits or anything like that. Some companies do do offer some things like that um, where you could actually have. Um, up to six sessions mm-hmm. in some cases where you can have you know a counseling either you can go lay on somebody's couch or talk have to a someone conversation over the phone you know on the clock yeah you know on the clock actually mm-hmm. you can do it because it's a it's a service that they offer and you take advantage of mm-hmm. it. and you know I actually did that and it was beneficial and you know i think that those programs need to be you know advertised more those should be advertised more as part of the benefit perks than anything than anything with, else with all because the, all the workplace violence that's going on exactly because your mental health is key your mental health is the reason why you laid there and struggled this morning to get up and go in there because you're depressed and it's like well <sighs> <laughs> what is it? Do I need to be in this? And I really want. I don't even like these people. Like, what do you even? Why do I go in here? And the thing is, you may hate your job because of something that's going on internally. Mm-hmm. You may not even be at a scam co Inc. Mm-hmm. You may just be. You, you may just have mental issues. There's, there may, and that, and not to say that the mental issues are negative or to be judgmental. You just don't know. In this day and age, people have to stay aware. Of their mental health because it is so easy to fall into patterns of anxiety, depression, and not know it. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize it because if you're not somebody that talked about any type of anxiety or any type of mental health issues, if it was not something that was brought up in your family, if it was not something that's talked about at your church, you don't know what you're dealing with. You just think something's wrong with you and it's your fault. And that's not it. You need an unbiased third party to sit down and talk to. That doesn't know you. That does not know you. And it's not just going to tell you, well, shit happens, everything's going to be all right. (laughs) You know? Like, it has to be some type of... Right. Some type of viable solution. No, for real. Manning up, you know... Means getting professional help to deal with your internal issues. Manning up as a phrase can be very detrimental, exceedingly detrimental to people who feel that they may already be doing that. Mm-hmm. And again, but this is a whole other conversation on a whole other day because your mental health is is key. Because yeah, you you it might you it, it might be. 
a depression that is leading you that particular day to not want to um, get up and go in there. But some people it may necessarily not be a depression. It may necessarily just be, you know what, I am actually frustrated and fed the hell up. Because I feel like I'm going to this job and I'm not making any money. Mm. You know, I make X amount of dollars a week. I work 40 hours a week, you know, and I still am only bringing home this much money. I'm trying to get out of this type of debt. I'm trying to save for this, that, and a third. And I've been here for a year and I still can't get ahead. Why the hell am I getting up and going in there? Right. Or again, you've probably been in three years, four years, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, when you came here, you were sold a bill of goods on, you know, the organization and, you know, the opportunities for advancement and what have you. But <clears throat> those haven't panned out. You know, it hasn't panned out. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I brought up the mental the mental health piece because, you know, for once, you know, you can have you can be depressed or having mental issues because of the job, you, the place where you're at. And not know that that's the cause of it. Because, right. again, you done been there for so long and you still can't save. You still can't get ahead. And a lot of people, especially if they're working at a Scamco Inc., a lot of people face that on a daily basis because, yeah, you're going in here, but every time I turn around... This company is trying to figure out a way to take money from me. Right. You know, know, you're not trying to, you may offer, you know, mental health wellness things. You may offer this, that, and a third. But the bottom line is I can't depend on you um, as far as making sure that I have the ability to pay what I need to pay and to support what I need to support to be able to live and survive without feeling like I'm less of a human, like I'm less of a citizen because I can't afford to pay my bills in full. Hell, I can't afford to even pay the minimum balance. Right. And that's the messed up thing about it. Critical items. You know, and that's the thing for your electric, for your gas, for your water. Mm-hmm. A lot of these cities, if you don't pay your water, you don't get trash pickup. <laughs> you know? Another problem. So now you're sitting there like, okay, so the water was cut off. And then now, depending on the company, let's say you get something cut off. Depending on what it is, you might got to pay the whole thing. It might not be just what the minimum balance was. Man. You might you might got to do the whole thing. And now you're really looking at a, you know, four or $500 bill that you feel like shit for. And you go to work and you work 50 hours a week. 50. 50 hours a week. Right. Which means you get a 100-hour check. Mm-hmm. You still can't pay this bill. You you can work one check and you still ain't going to be able to pay that bill to get your water cut on. Let's say your water is $450-something to get cut back on. And that's including a reconnect fee and all the other bullshit they add to it because, you know, that's how they do. $450 to get your stuff cut back on. Well, this check happens to just fall on the check that was supposed to be paid part of the rent. <laughs> so what you going to do? Right. You going to oh, go yeah. to Walmart and buy you some more water? Or you going to pay the rent? Man. And put something on the lights. 
because that means on a shut off notice because mm. you don't qualify for pip and heat because you, you make too, too much, much money <laughs> you make too much you make too much money you get penalized for achievement but you live in an old house with old windows and no insulation so your electric bill is sky high your gas bill gonna be ridiculous in the winter time mm-hmm. and you're back at it and you and so you can't get ahead so getting up and going into these places when you're frustrated I get it. How do you make it right? Right. And, you know, and it's like, you know, again, looking at all the shows that we talked that we've had over the course of this year, we've looked at several, you know, scenarios where, <clears throat> where con- working conditions in this country lead to all these problems. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, you grew up in a society that pitch that's oversold the fuck out of college, gutted trades, you know what I'm saying, or industry or, or vastly underpromoted industries, mm-hmm. you know, where a college degree isn't even required. But a lot of these companies for these industries require a degree, even though the job itself doesn't require a degree now, you know, or a company like you know, a company may not hire you. <laughs> in the financial services arena, if you you know if you don't have a degree, even though you don't need one, man, <laughs> even though you don't even need one to do it, you just need the the certification to do it. So you have a you have two three generations of workers who have been oversold college, went to college, had this massive, debilitating, crushing debt hanging over them. You know what I'm saying? And was pitched that they would make X amount of dollars by mm-hmm. their guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you get out and most places in the country aren't paying that for that job. And this is for someone who went to school for a specified for reason. This ain't the person that went to school and had a liberal arts degree. I'm a person. I'm a liberal arts person. I went and just went to school. I went to school because it was told go to school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you know, my options in the Cleveland, Ohio area was go to college, go to the military, or go to prison. Those were the options. Mm-hmm. Almost went to the military. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to go in the military. But that's the thing, though. And the thing is that had you, you know, as a zennial, I'm a zennial, you know, we're zennials, our generation going into the military means that you would have had to fight in the war on terror mm-hmm. <laughs> that's still going on now mm-hmm. so you could have been killed or you got PTSD PTSD or college mm-hmm. I was like hmm so I actually you know a lot of people like myself dodged that whole situation by going to college finishing and having this debilitating debt you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know the where it's where it's really, you know, a problem. You know what I mean? You may have had some people that were able to actually, you know, go to school and pay that debt down. You know, you were well, the fortunate few that were able to figure out the Rubik's cube. That is the American economy, right? You know what I'm saying? It's it, 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 it's the Rubik's cube for real. You know, most people, you know, after having m- numerous tries, can finally figure it out. But then you're 40. <laughs> but you know, and, but, and that's the thing, and that's the messed up thing about it now. And now these millennials, they figured it out earlier. Earlier, they didn't have to waste those college years, 
you know, in those years working to figure that out. They've seen it. They've watched us do it. They've watched their grandparents, our parents do it. So they're not going to waste that type of time going to a four-year school on a on a degree that they don't want to do for the sake of a parent or a grandparent. And the thing is that a business degree is fucking worthless. A business degree is worthless because you can start your own business and you don't need a business degree. It, in this day and age with, with technology the way that it is, it's nothing to sell. It's nothing to run a business. Right. Running a business product, sell product. running a business successfully and to make a profit, you, you concentrate on your customer service and you have a product of value that people want. You have those two things, you're in business. And and market it. That's it. That's all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do. And a lot of these people don't realize how big of a thing customer service actually is. Because without customer service, nobody's going to shop from you. Nobody's going to buy from you. Nobody's going to believe what you're selling. If your customer service ain't good. Because why would I want that? Why was Amazon able to take and destroy brick and mortar bookstores? Because they delivered their shit. Because you were able to get a book sent to you. See it, want it, buy it, own it. And that was it. <laughs> and that was it. Mind you, you could have went into Walden's and you could have went into B. Dalton and you could have went into Barnes & Noble. And they, for, for years before Amazon came along, they would order books for you. They had absolutely no problems ordering books for you. But because it wasn't thrown in your face as an alternative to having to leave your house the the lure of going to the bookstore browsing the books smelling new books all of that was gone by the wayside and that's how amazon was able to really destroy the brick and mortar bookstores the way they were because now you're going to get it to me quick because amazon always had quick shipping you get it to me quick. I don't know if it's a problem. Your returns was quick. It was no problem. You were, so your customer service was great. You gave me a product of value that I wanted. I kept returning. Millions upon millions of people suddenly got into it. And now here it is, what, 20, 25 years later? It's the number one company in the world. First trillion dollar company customer service giving people the value of something that they need right now of course a business degree is all but redundant in this day and age because you don't need it you don't need it at all going to college unless you're really going for law or medicine really or computers there's really nothing you need college for. Liberal arts degrees, English degrees, literature degrees, history degrees. We got a country full of dumbasses and a world full of idiots. Mm. So, what I makes don't you know think? About the world. But yeah, it's a world full of idiots. Is that the world? <laughs> yeah. So, why would you? 
This is really pissing me off that I can't find this. Why would you, um, which is why you're depressed at work and fed up. <laughs> and, that, and that's exactly it because this is the shit. You can't, you're at work you can't up. figure it out. Yeah. You're fed up. And the thing is that people tell you that, you know, well, maybe it's you. Like, no. Like, no, man. Have you ever have you considered the fact that, you know, that the environment that we're in is is toxic and, de- and it's beyond toxic right now? This is not the way it's supposed This is not how any of this works. No, it's not how it works. This is not how this, this is not how it works it's not at all. You know, but people have adjusted to life in the asylum. You know, you know, or, you know, or, or, or life in, you know, I mean, literally it's a big, big ass plantation slash penitentiary. And I'm not even, I'm not going to sit back and, you know, I don't want to, you know, maybe not so much as a penitentiary, but, you know, think about it. Well, companies like Amazon and a lot of companies now deliver everything to you to where you don't have to leave your house. Man, oh, especially if you're a telecommuter, it's the net. The movie, the net. That's yeah. where we're at. Right. I, I was watching that the a few one. weeks ago. Ready I was watching that one. a few weeks ago with um with that, and that's one of the one of Sandra Bullock's best movies because a lot of the shit that they do to her is where we're at now. She was already in her house doing online ordering, shopping, booking her flight you know her vacation and she did all that that's where we're at now yeah. and you look at enemy of the state you look at ready player one you especially look at ready player one like you know for, for you know for for my blurs that's listening you know what i'm saying um you know and gamers you know columbus ohio was the biggest city in the world mm-hmm. and you had stacks upon stacks of mobile home communities mm-hmm. you know what i mean and how i mean honestly i can see that happening Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can really see that happening because I mean everything you did was online. I mean you had virtual communities where you know we we're on social media like all day. You know what I'm saying? So that's not too far fetching with the way the economy is going. It's not because I'm telling you I'm gonna go to the house this weekend and the majority of my time is gonna be spent online on Xbox Live shooting shit. And talking shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, mind you, I'm not gonna go to Walmart and shoot it up. No, because I'm gonna be in space shooting shit. Right, and the thing is, you know, but then you got you got leadership that want to blame that. And, that's and, just and, the and, most and, and that such shit. Old. That's just white people shit right there. Yeah, and, that's, and that's such an old. I mean, those are '90 sound bites. Yeah, those are '80 sound bites. Those are Tipper Gore shit. Yeah. You know, that's the shit that we watched back in the 80s when they tried to ban that's what happens when you have a nation ruled by 70-year-old white men. Uh, this is what I'm saying. That's why this ain't nothing. racist white men. It's the same, um, they are so same argument they used with Luke when they tried to ban Two Live Crew uh-huh. back in the day. You know, so the idea of, oh... This music is violent. They're gonna start killing. Oh, these video games are violent. They're gonna go- start no, killing. No, they start. They're killing no, because they're racist and evil. They're <laughs> killing because they're they've learned and taught an ignorant ideology, and they have the emotional fragility of a two-year-old because they can't communicate how they feel. So, if you're somebody that 
feel some type of way because you seeing all these little mixed half breed babies run around, just do us in the world a favor and just go ahead and kill yourself. Cause I mean, you can't. There's you were never the master race. You were brought out of caves. The the, the colors in Africa had to tell you how to bathe, shows you how to read. But they don't want to hear that. Because it's all been whitewashed. But these people don't understand that all of that is not, all that hate, all of that um, ignorance is just in their heads. Because it's not going to change nothing no it's not gonna stop little samantha from hopping on that big black dick if she wants to (laughs) it's not (laughs) it's not gonna stop manuel and them from coming over and trying to claim asylum as long as there are drug lords corrupt politicians and gangsters ruling other countries that are not america and don't have a congress to call it the fact that you know you know, Western powers have destabilized those Man, economies. and that's the whole other thing. Like, we ain't even going to go there. Like, we're not even going to go there with <laughs> to the fact that... Hello? Right. Like, what the fuck? So, we, you know, yeah, that's a whole different... Oh my God. A whole different damn show. Man, a whole... That's like a whole different show show. Like... That's going to no be part of the politics show. That's going to be the politics show. That's what that'll be. Man. That'll be the politics show for that the day. Reasons, the that, reasons behind. That's going to be like a four-hour show. Cause yeah, because it's like, you know, you got these people that are marching through numerous nations to get here because this nation, said nation, destabilized. Their whole fucking region. Their whole world. Right. You know what I'm saying? They need to come here legally. They are. You have to be in the country to claim asylum, you jackass. Yeah. And what the fuck is wrong? Because you destabilized their world. Right. That's why I said. I, I said <laughs> but again, that's going to be a I whole mean, different you show. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, nah. Like, and the thing is, notice that these are the only people that are coming. People in European countries aren't coming to America. No, they're coming. No, the European countries are coming, but they're coming under Eastern European the countries. Eastern, yeah, they're coming under the guys to get their kids over here so they can have a kid and that kid be an American citizen, mm-hmm. so they can have dual citizens, dual citizenship back in a bumblefuck country over there. And they're flying here. They're flying here, pregnant mm-hmm. in Miami, mm-hmm. <laughs> landing in Miami and making their way across the Trump, uh, making. Birth. Making their way and then flying right back or for whatever arranged for whatever husband or whatever it was for them to marry him. So they're American citizens. Yep. So don't talk about the brown people coming up from the south unless you're going to talk about these crackers coming in from the east. Eastern, Eastern Europe. Now, I don't want to hear it. And a lot of people got mad at me. I don't give a damn. talk about how downtown Cleveland is pretty much owned by Eastern Europeans. Man, they don't want to talk about that. They didn't. The flats. They don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about that because like, that would mean they would have to look in the mirror. How did y'all let that? How did y'all allow that to happen? And it's like you know, people, you know, people are like you know, want to talk it's about, all about the money. Yeah, it's like shoot, you like shoot. American Ben sold out to Russia. Ben, Ben, <laughs> Ben. I'm ben done. Yeah. That's why they're like, well, you know, that's why you know the only people that are really outraged by it is is like citizens that know better. Man, and that junk right there. 
But we don't want to talk about that. You don't want to talk about how in the late 90s you had an influx of Eastern Europeans coming in and the the federal government was giving able-bodied men 1500 mm-hmm. a month checks and food stamps from these countries. Yep. We going to talk about Parma. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Coming over. Right. You know, you got the Barishnikovs coming over. Getting full blown benefits like grown men, yeah, cashing benefit checks. But y'all steady talking about the Muslims and the, and, and the brown people. Mm-hmm. We can't afford them, but y'all can afford them, right? And these people that what I'm talking about are not quote unquote highly skilled people. They're really all. not. These They're are, not. These are the people that y'all think is Puerto Ricans and Mexicans in the damn gas station, and it's like no, no, that's not what they are. No, they're Eastern Europeans. No, yeah. These aren't the the computer programmers and the doctors from India and Saudi Arabia. They're not. They're not. They're no. not talking about them. No, we're talking about the D average students. The D average students from Russia that couldn't get into Russia. the community colleges <laughs> that are free in right. the country. And that's it. Anyway, that being said, that's a whole different show. We're gonna talk politics one of these days coming up here soon. We got a lot of good shit coming up in the months coming up. Mountain. The um, the uh, Cushion Cognac tour is taking it's shape. A, it's a go. It's taking shape pretty, pretty good. <laughs> it's we, a uh, go. I think y'all are gonna like what we have in store for that. And that's uh, we're not gonna. All I'm gonna tell you is that it's it's a happening, and you definitely want to fuck with us. You might want to save some money. Save save some dollars. You gonna have to save some dollars because it's called the Cushion Cognac tour. For a reason. Yeah, the K and K tour. Man. <laughs> Man. We only gonna have two K's. Well you won't get jerked. You will not Man. Ferris Little Robert. Definitely. Next week we are talking about staffing agencies, temporary employment, temping as a lifestyle. How many of you are there experienced temps? We'll talk about how now these staffing agencies are more like regular jobs where it takes weeks to get in for them to get you an assignment if they ever get you an assignment so have your stories ready we'll be looking out for them see you motherfuckers next week peace Time.